like to say, REF is here to, uh, to reach out to the campus, to reach out to, to college students uh, in Tallahassee. Uh, and so we're glad that you're here and glad for you to bring people. And whether you're, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, if you're not sure if you're a Christian, if you're not even sure that you would ever want to be a Christian, uh, we're glad for you uh, to be here. We want this to be a place that you can be uh, looking, asking questions about Christianity, processing it, uh, asking what the Bible uh, teaches and why these things matter, why we care about it. Um, we don't think that we have everything together, uh, far, far from it. Uh, we're messed up and broken, uh, but uh, we think God shows love to the undeserved. So we, we come to him. That's part of why we say that we're a reformed university fellowship. Part of what we mean by that is that we think that we continually need to be reformed uh, by God's word and by the gospel. Uh, so this semester we've been looking at the book of, uh, book of Philippians uh, and uh, how it speaks to us about, uh, about contentment. Uh, right? We experience a lot of discontentment uh, in our life, but, uh, but the gospel calls us to something, something different. It provides for us uh, something different. It doesn't just leave us in complaining, and it doesn't leave us in a place of complacency where we're just, just stuck with the way things are, or or or, 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 uh, or we're sitting just without. Um, so tonight we're in uh, Philippians chapter three. If you have your Bible, uh, you can turn over there. So Philippians chapter three, begin with verse twelve. Hear the word of God. Right, it's not that I have already obtained this, or I'm already perfect. But I press on to make it my own, because Jesus, Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. As those of us who are mature think this way. If, any, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you, and, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. The grass withers and the flower fades, the scripture says the word of the Lord endures forever. So would you join me in praying that God would make it, uh, make it a blessing to us. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, our God, we thank you that we can come uh, together uh, tonight, um, that we can open this book um, and hear things that, that you have said, how you have spoken to us um, with, uh, with comfort, uh, with grace, uh, even with love through the Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, we confess that we come with uh, lots of different uh, things in our head, lots of different perspectives. We come with doubts, um, not knowing if you're, if you're real or if you care or if these things matter. We come wondering if, uh, if we matter to you. Uh, Lord, we come with guilt sometimes, because of things we've done. We come sometimes trying to come that up, uh, uh, we cover that up. Sometimes we come trying to, uh, thinking that we are well. Um, Lord, we, uh, we come uh, tonight because we need you. Um, and we ask for you uh, to speak to us, for you to show us the Lord Jesus, uh, that we would hope in him. 
uh, that our hearts would even long to. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would use uh, these words uh, to transform us, uh, to be changing us uh, like, like Christ. We pray the gospel would go out uh, to the campus uh, through these words, Lord, even through us. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, most of all that you would be glorified, uh, that you would be exalted, that you would be pleased, uh, even what we do uh, during this time, that the way I would speak would be uh, uh, your truth and not for myself. Although we thank you that you, uh, that you speak to us this grace, and we ask for ears to hear it and receive it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, aiming at perfection. Uh, so I think the passage talks about, uh, or how we're going to talk about the passage uh, this evening. Aiming at perfection. Uh, and there's an intensity to the language where there's not really a note of complacency uh, in it at all. Maybe you've heard the saying, um, aim at nothing, and you'll hit it every time. I heard that. Um, I've always, personally, I've always taken that as like a, uh, a, um, an easy way to be successful, right? Because um, then, like, when I, when I hit nothing, I can be like, yes, exactly what I was aiming for, right? I did it again. I met my goal. Um, I maybe don't like that, but it seems to me better than the, than the other option, which in my mind is, uh, is aim at perfection, and you'll miss it every time. All right? Go ahead. Pick, pick whatever you want. Go ahead, try. It ain't going to be perfect. I've got my money on that, it, that it's not going to be perfect, right? And if you think it was, like, perfect or pretty close to perfect, uh, bring it to me. Uh, show it to me. I'll be glad to critique it for you. Uh, critique it generously and amply. All right? I mean, who wants to play that game when it feels like there's never really even a chance of success if our goals are set uh, so high? I want you to realize that the, that the perspective of this passage doesn't fall into either one of those errors. But it, it's not complaining that it's just not, not good enough, that there's not really any, any possibility of success or, or what we can do. Uh, but neither is it just kind of complacent in the present state of the way things are and not saying that we need to move toward more. Um, there's an intensity of pursuit that's aiming at perfection. So I want to ask you, what are you aiming at? Uh, what's your life aiming at? Any goals that you have for today or this week or this semester or, or bigger life goals? And maybe in some sense that's the... That's eventually after college, finding find a good job. Um, able to, to buy the nice house. You have cute little kids running around. New cars in the driveway, right? Um, and where you can live somewhere near family or so you can live like further away from family, from your perspective. Um, maybe you just want to have, like all that's not what matters to you, you want to have great friendships. People around you that you care about, that you love to be with and love to, and, and they love to be with you. you not wanting to find like the stressful situation, but just where you can relax and enjoy life a little bit. Maybe you haven't really thought about what your what your aims are, what your what your goals are. But if, even if you just look at like what you do and how you live, what is it that those things are pursuing? What what things are those uh, going to achieve? Where you're where you're going towards? Uh, maybe that's uh, watching movies and playing video games like 24/7, right? And never having to clean up after yourself. Um, it's just enjoying life to the max, 
You want to be able to, uh, to take it all in, uh, travel, right? See the world, be with people, experience things, and, and go after and enjoy it and not be kind of held back by other people's values and what they, what they want to happen, but experience things. Maybe what you're looking for is, is you're aiming at finding opportunities to serve, opportunities to give yourself and, and care about other people uh, in need, care about other people facing things that you've had to face, maybe facing circumstances more difficult than what you've been in. Maybe you're aiming at making a difference in the world around you, in the big sense or just in the, in the people you're next to. Or so whether, whether long-term goals or, or just like for today or goals for this semester, what are you aiming at? What's your life aiming at? In this passage here, what you're encouraged is this. Aim at perfection. And aim at perfection in such a way to obtain it. Because that's what the gospel offers. All right, so first we're going to talk about this way, recognizing imperfection. That's the, that's the first point, recognizing imperfection. It's essential to aiming at perfection that you recognize imperfection. Right? Otherwise you really don't know how far off your, your aim is um, with it. The first thing that we see Paul mention in the verses we read, right? Not that I've already obtained this, not that I'm already perfect. Recognizing imperfection. He goes on in verse 13 to say it again. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. I haven't reached it there yet. Not, not there yet. I'm not perfect. I haven't obtained it. Right now, as obvious as it is that you have to recognize imperfection, it's easy to say that. Right? No one's going to be like, yes, I am perfect. Um, but it's not always easy for us to do. I think the easier thing that we often tend is, is we, it's easier to pretend to be perfect or pretend to be close to perfect or more perfect than most other people uh, that we're looking at. Um, right? That's what's he's already pointed out in the, the verses previous to this. When he's talking about all these different ways that we try to have status or position or these good things that we put out, put out and they're really just all crap. Uh, they're all rubbish. We, we pretend like they're worth something. We pretend like they're, that we can be accepted because of them. It's all, it's all crap. It's all, all rubbish. Um, it's, like, uh, it's like watching uh, performances on, uh, on American Idol. Right? All right, not the performances like at the end of the show where the people are like impressive and it's like watching a concert and it's really good stuff. Like, the performances like at oh, the very beginning, like the first parts of the, of the, of the season, people that are trying to get on the show. Um, and uh, and you, you listen to it and it's just like horrendous. Like it, it's off key, slamming back and forth and they keep yelling and you're like, why are they even here? And then the judges start to lay into them and they're like, they're like surprised and hurt and offended. And when they interviewed them before or afterwards, they're like, I'm just going to like blow the, blow, the, you know, uh, blow the judge's mind how good I am. And they're like, how did, they, how did they ever think this, right? They were horrible. Um, listen, you don't want to be like that. Uh, but that's the danger of pretending uh, this perfection. Um, we need to recognize uh, imperfections. Are you aware of your imperfections? Um, uh, are, are you willing to see it when someone else points it out to you? That's always fun. Right? Uh, do you look for it yourself? Do you admit it to yourself, even specifically, those things? Uh, do you admit them to God? Uh, we, we call that confession of sin. I mean, we, we haven't done what God's called us to do. We're, we're far from perfect. Many of those things to him. Uh, notice, notice what Paul says in verse 15. 
He says, let those of us who are mature think this way. Think this way in terms of recognizing our imperfections. Uh, and this is the fun thing, like the word there for, for mature, it's related to the same kind of uh, word for, when he talks about being perfect, he says, not that I'm already perfect, and he's saying, those who are, let those who are mature. He could say, let those who are perfect think this way. In other words, let those who are perfect think this way of recognizing that they're not perfect. Um, where the perfection is something that admits uh, uh, imperfection. Looks for it. Sometimes it's easier to pretend perfection, but even if we start to realize it's not there, then, then it's easier to not even try to aim for perfection. Right? Because when your faults are, are exposed, it hurts. It's discouraging. It's kind of depressing uh, sometimes. And it, our tendency is just get, to get stuck in it. Uh, and they get stuck kind of focused inwardly on, on stuff that we don't like about ourselves. Um, stuck on our imperfections. And, it, and it's hard to move forward. But, but look at what Paul says. Paul says, forgetting all that, forgetting what lies behind, and striving forward to what lies ahead for the, for the goal. Um, listen, the gospel doesn't leave you stuck in past failures. Right? We talk about forgiveness. All those things are, are removed, are covered over by Christ's blood, and it doesn't drag you down anymore. In the gospel, all those past failures are taken, taken away. Um, in Christ, there's no need for those, to, for those to hold us back. Forget what lies behind. Um, and, and he's not even worried about like, his future mistakes, right? Um, straining on forward to, uh, to what lies ahead. He's not even worried about future mistakes because it's, it's not about self, it's about Jesus. That Jesus has done it. We can rest in that and move forward even, even making those mistakes. And the word that he uses is, is press on. I, I pressed on in verse 14. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In verse 12, he said it already. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Right, do you see that? Uh, the reason he presses on is because Christ Jesus has already made him his own. It's the mindset of grace. Right? It's not, he's not aiming at some kind of unobtainable uh, perfection. Uh, he's not pressing on in order to, to gain Jesus, or in order to gain perfection, or in order to gain acceptance uh, in some sense. Uh, it's perfection that's already been freely given in the gospel, freely given in Christ. This justification that he's been talking about. Um, because he already belongs to Jesus, that he aims to follow Jesus, letting anything else get in the way. Right? It's recognizing our imperfection that leads us to Jesus and leads us uh, to his perfection. That's what it looks like to have true aim that's aiming at perfection. Right? Recognizing our imperfections. Uh, secondly, receiving true perfection. Right? So not only recognizing our own uh, imperfections, but, but also, secondly, uh, receiving true perfection. Uh, even though the language is with this in, intensity of moving forward, this, this pressing on to obtain, uh, still what you see is that true perfection it's something that is only received. That's received. He makes that clear uh, in, in verse 20. Uh, he says, we, we await a Savior. We, we await a Savior, and that, that rescue is coming from Him. Uh, what we're doing, we're, we're waiting to receive it. Right? So don't, <coughs> don't mistake the intensity of pursuit with self-reliance. 
and self-achievement. Um, because if you do that, you're, you're aiming in the, like the complete wrong direction. Not the way he, he's talking about it. Right. One of the most humiliating things in racquetball, I think this little racquetball class, is that, you know, one of the most humiliating things in racquetball is when you just like completely miss the ball. Um, and uh, like you're, you're going after, you're getting set up, it's going to be like a strong swing, and then like you swing, and all you hear is just like, and then like the ball goes, dunk, dunk, down behind you, right? Um, and I wish I could say this is just like I've enjoyed laughing at other people in my classes. They've done that, but uh, no, that's been, been me many times, right? Um, it's like, well, you know, what happens to you is you, you get ahead, you're excited about where you're going to hit the ball, like making this great shot, and you take your eyes off the ball and you, you miss it, right? You forget the, the thing they tell you, like, first off, any kind of racket sport, like, watch the ball. You've got to keep your eye on the ball to make sure that you, you make contact with them. Make sure you, you hit the ball, right? It's not just... It's not just aiming at where you're hitting, it's also aiming at re receiving it first. Right? You've got you to make contact with the racket uh, first. Aiming at perfection is aiming at receiving perfection from Jesus. Uh, we're given two examples uh, in the passages that talks about it. Uh, one to imitate, uh, and one to be careful not to, to imitate, not to emulate at all. Um, we're to imitate Paul and others. Um, is what he says, imitate uh, me, keep your eyes on, on those who are walking toward the example that you, that you have in us. It's the example of those who, who recognize their own imperfection and look to Jesus. Right, that's the example he's already been shown. It's the example of, of recognizing imperfection, but look to Jesus. But we're warned about the danger of being like what he, he calls enemies of the cross of Christ. Um, it's a really sad thing. Because um, what we're talking about is being being headed toward hell, headed towards God's condemnation. Uh, Paul says, even as he writes it, he's writing it with tears. Because what he says about them is their, their end is destruction. Right, right, their goal, what they're headed to, uh, what they're aiming at, whether intentionally or unintentionally, what they're, what they're aiming at is, is God's condemnation and rejection from them. Uh, right, that, that's not what we want. Uh, it's not what we want for ourselves. It's not what we want for anybody else. Um, it's, a, it's a warning uh, uh, to us um, here. As he said, it, this comes from a, from a refusal or a rejection of Jesus' work. It's enemies of the cross of Christ in particular, right? Because the, the cross isn't about accomplishment. It's not about achievement. Uh, it's about suffering and death. Um, it's not something that brings us like the status and position that we always wanted. Uh, it's not how he's been talking about it. That's what you're looking for. Um, it calls us instead to, to give up ourselves, uh, to consider other people's interests more, more than our own. Uh, it calls us to lower ourselves for others. And, and whenever that's not what you want to do, when you, when you don't want to give up your own interests and you, you don't want to serve others and sacrifice for them, um, we're acting like, not that we are, but we're, we're acting like enemies of the, of the cross. We're wanting to gain for ourselves that power and not submit under it. Uh, it's a strong warning for us against that, that example. Listen to the description of it uh, as a warning to it. We can't get into it very much, but he says their, their God is their belly. In other words, they're, they're consumers. Right? They're looking for things to consume. They love to flip through magazines. 
uh, and find things that they, they want to buy. They like to uh, you know, interested in the advertisements that come on, and they surf the internet all the time, looking for for what thing they're going to find that's going to be, be satisfying for now, make life a little bit, bit better today. Um, their gods, their belly, their glory is in their shame. I'm going to put it in kind of the phrases that he was talking about previously. And it's like, they're boasting in their crap. Um, right? They're the status and position of what they can climb to and what they can get uh, now, even though it's worth nothing. That, that's what they're resting on. Mindset on, on earthly things. Right? Aiming, aiming at perfection now, or aiming at as close as we can achieve to perfection now. That's all they're, all they're set on. And we're warned against the danger of that. Uh, instead, we're, we're, to, we're told to imitate Paul's example, imitate this example of, of waiting in verse 20. As citizens of heaven's waiting for a Savior. Um, but don't, don't focus on now and just what you can enjoy now uh, when the gospel offers so much more. It would be like uh, going to the movie theater, um, your ticket or whatever, like getting, getting, sitting down in the movie theater, and when the first, like a, to a good movie, but when the first scene, you know, scene isn't really exciting, just getting up and walking out. Um, because you've seen another movie that had a better first scene. Uh, and instead of waiting for this movie that you know or heard is good, to be able to build the plot, build the tension, or bring out the comedy, and build the, build the characters and moving toward this climax. Um, just, just walking out on it instead. Right? We've already been told in the gospel that this whole thing of history like ends well. Uh, that Jesus returns and makes all things perfect, even that he makes us in Christ perfect. Uh, the gospel makes us citizens of heaven in Jesus already. Right? If, you, if you're in Christ, if you look at Christ in faith, then you belong, you're a citizen, you're a member of, of the state where Christ is now. You're a citizen of heaven already. It's this perspective of grace again. And so we're just waiting for the king of our city to come and rescue us. We're not building our life around the now. We're, we're awaiting a Savior, the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, for him uh, to come. And you've got to keep your eye on the ball if you want to make contact with the, with the racket. And you have to keep your eye on Jesus uh, to receive perfection from him. He's coming and bringing it. But the perfection, uh, as he's talking about it, is, is resurrection from the dead. Uh, you see it in the, in the verse right before it, and, you know, in, verse, uh, in verse 11, and you see it again here in verse uh, 21. And the perfection that we're aiming at it is resurrection from the dead. Jesus who transforms our lowly body to be like his glorious body. Uh, the things that you wish were different about you, um, about your body. He, he's transforming it to be like his glorious body. He has the ability to do it. And we're waiting for him. Waiting for him to, be, to bring it about. And it's great to be given a gift, Right? I mean, maybe start to like think about Christmas and Christmas gifts and all, whatever. It's, it's great to be given a gift, and especially when like it's something really awesome. And, and especially, especially when it's something really awesome that you could never get for yourself. Jesus promises to give true perfection. To give it freely by Him. And by waiting for Him, you're aiming at receiving it. Just waiting. So I ask you again, what are you aiming at? 
you look whether it's this week or your life or just how you're how you're operating your life. What are you what are you aiming at? Um, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You're successful in that, but you'll you'll hit nothing. Um, if you aim at recognizing imperfection, if you aim at recognizing your own imperfection, you'll realize that you need Jesus. Uh, and if you aim at waiting for Jesus, you receive perfection from his hand. So, so what are you aiming at? Or, or maybe even to say, how are you aiming let the gospel readjust that for you. Let the gospel readjust uh, your aim so that you'll hit the mark of perfection every time. That's what Christ offers to us. Um, uh, perfection that he brings. Would you pray with me? Lord our God, we wish we could say that we're perfect. Um, we really want to be. And sometimes we really do lie to ourselves that we're at least better than we are. We try to trick each other and make other people think that we're better, and we try to hide a lot of things that we don't like about ourselves. And it's kind of scary that you see through all that. Uh, and Lord, we we ask that we not just be seen on the on the merits of what we've done. We pray that you would open our eyes to to see our faults. That you would do so not so we get stuck in it, but so that we look to Jesus, that we would see his perfections. And Lord, we pray that you would make us see his perfections and long for that, uh, and long for his kingdom, that we wouldn't let ourselves be distracted about all these other things that would give us a little bit of status or position or feel better for a moment. Uh, but Lord, that we would be willing to suffer for you. We would be willing to live for you and follow you. Oh, Lord, what an amazing thing that you offer full, complete maturity and perfection and everything right. But we don't even know how to imagine what that would be. Um, but, Lord, you've promised us. And we long for that gift. Give us faith to, to trust in you, to rest in you, and to, to walk in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.